Hello, and welcome to the World We Live In podcast. I'm your host, Eric Patterson. Alongside me is Kyle Mullen. Join us as we explore the amazing, mysterious aspects of our planet's cultures, history, and future trends. Welcome back, everyone. Um, Today is a special day. We have back in the studio the amazing, the magnificent, Kyle Malden. Hey, everybody. What's up, man? (laughs) Where you been? I I I feel like I lost you. That's a great question. (laughs) Um... I would I would say I've mostly been at work. Yes. You so have. I feel really bad because when I talk to my family that doesn't live in Nashville, they're like, "Oh, what are you what have you been doing? Like, what have you been up to?" <laughs> and my days pretty much go like this for everybody that listens. Yeah. I work out in the morning, and I come home and shower, and then I go to work from eight until usually, um, honestly, like six. Yeah. And then I make dinner and hang out for like. An hour and then I go to bed. I you like have, you've been on the steady the steady routine. I've been on the steady like fifty hours a week. Yeah, I think. Yeah, for the year I'm averaging like fifty hours. Yeah, I can see that for sure. Um, that's a lot of hours. Oh yeah, that's, that's a, a lot, lot of hours a week. When then people are like, it's, you know, you talk about like I don't know investment bankers or people in New York. Like yeah. my brother has friends that graduated went to New York and worked like 70 hours and yeah. get like four hours of sleep um so I'm not doing that but <laughs> yeah that sounds awful um it will be nice when the season is over and yeah. there's a little more time to do things take a break take a break yeah. take a breath breather a breather well it's uh it's good to have you back um I have done a few episodes by myself and you know they're fun, but it's just not the same. You know, you know what I heard when you said that. I'm, I miss you. <laughs> that's what, that's what I heard. Well, it is true, Kyle. I miss you I, too. Eric. I miss you. I've missed you, but now we're back. Um, shit, dude, a lot's happened in uh, what, like six months? Ish, yeah. Um, let me just say, um, <clears throat> uh, first off, so I can get this out of the way. Uh, I'm currently on another podcast called Periality Radio. Um, I uh, do one episode a month with Sandman, the host over there, and we um, we just did a end of the year episode on ancient aliens. So feel free to go check that out. Uh, Periality Radio. Um, you can search it on Google. You'll find it um, anywhere but iTunes. Ironically enough. Uh, but that's a that's a 2020 goal for him is to get on iTunes. But anywhere else, um, you can find it. Spreaker is a good app. Yeah, Spreaker, S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R um, is, yeah, it's a good one. Um, and yeah, so yeah, we have a ton of, um, or I've done a handful of episodes. He has a ton of episodes on there, so feel free to go check him out. Really good stuff, um, conspiracies, all that jazz. So anyway, um, Kyle, what uh, have uh, have you had any? Uh, you've been watching the news lately, or what's been uh, what's been on your mind? So a couple things. Yeah. Um, you brought up ancient aliens. Mm-hmm. Um, I too have been watching. Uh, conspiracy videos nice. ancient aliens if you will yeah um i found a this is not an ad okay not an ad should be but um it's a it's a youtube channel called the infographic show okay um and it's uh 
basically they tell stories or historical events, yeah. um, whatnot, and they, it's just like drawn out. So instead of someone talking to you, I imagine it's, I don't want to say it's low budget, but like, I imagine these are quite easy illustrations to do on the computer. For sure. The news though, wild stuff. I feel like all over um, the world, wild stuff's happening. It is. And we were talking about briefly before the show, I didn't know that two presidents have been impeached before, but impeachment does not remain, mean um, removal of office. Yeah. It just... It just technically, right? So it, it can. It can, yeah. But it still has to get voted on by... The Senate. Right. Yes. So... Which I think people are forgetting because... It's taking so long in the House. Right. 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 So no president, no U.S. president has been um, forcibly removed from Mm -hmm. office. Nixon resigned. um, And then Bill Clinton and uh, who was the other one? There was another one? I thought it was just Clinton. No, there was one more. Um... Anyway, they, you get impeached and if the president doesn't vote to remove you from office you just stay in office or you can choose to leave oh right you yeah. can you can choose to leave just because your public image andrew andrew johnson andrew was also johnson. impeached oh wow um okay. but nothing i mean yeah i mean if you're president you can technically leave whenever you want yeah you can say i'm good <laughs> um wow but yeah i i've learned that um couple days ago i thought if you were impeached you were uh yeah you were done i didn't realize you can serve out the rest of your term i just feel like there's like since that since this only comes up like once you know every however many years 50 years just let's just say ballpark i would say on 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 average like i feel like the the laws are unclear to the general public like, we just kind of watch it happen, and then once it starts moving, people are like, oh, but, like, there's still a Senate vote that has uh-huh. to happen. Like, Didn't you take government? What, did you take government our freshman year? Yeah, I took, uh, I, took, I took government, and I also took a couple other poli-sci classes. Okay, so yeah. I, I did not, but I remember you saying that government was really Dude, complicated, yes. and that, like, it wasn't just you, but that, like, Everyone people in the, in the class, class were, like, like, were not, was not doing well. No, no. Um, so I never took, like, a government class or anything. Yeah. Um, that's scary, considering my government knowledge shop probably in, like, the fourth grade. I know, right? Well, that was, that was like, kind of why I wanted to take it, because <laughs> I'm sure I don't know, and I didn't. I didn't. I had no idea. Yeah, it's just a lot. It's just, like, as I'm sure most people listening would probably agree, whether you're big government or small government, uh, government's just convoluted. It's complex, for sure. <laughs> complex. Takes a long time. I was... Uh, Last night I was at a uh, sort of networking event with my dad, and one of the I met this uh, young kid who went to UT and he's uh, currently working in a medical device company, but they're having to get like FDA approval, and he said they've been working with FDA for two years, and he said they'll like send him an email. Sounds frustrating. <laughs> Sounds frustrating, exactly. He said they'll send him an email, take like two and a half weeks to get a response. God bless. And I was like, yeah, that sounds like government. And he just kind of shook his head. So, But I guess that's the uh, the double-edged sword. Mm-hmm. You'd rather have it than not have it. I, right. I was going to say the alternative is not having an FDA. Yeah. And, well, we did that for a little bit. and Exactly. You know, I'd rather have FDA. Millions of people are alive today because of the FDA. Yeah, so. exactly. Um, I actually listened to a TED Talk today about... Um, uh, it was a, it was about how sometimes in, inefficiency is a good thing, and mm-hmm. that basically sometimes we try to maximize efficiency to a point where it becomes unproductive. Okay. And it gave the example of the potato famine and how all of that was the same strand of potato mm-hmm. because they became so efficient because it was easy to grow. You could teach it. Uh, other farmers how to grow it because I guess different potato strands have different needs. Um, but they became really good at it, super efficient. Well, South African virus came through, wiped out all the potatoes, and then 
you know, a million people died. It was a South African virus? That's what they said. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, and... It was, it was just something like that. And then they yeah. talked about uh, doctors, um, how they everything's done electronically, which instead, which obviously helps a lot. Medical <laughs> records being done electronically uh, helps a lot, but they said that doctors, um, it takes longer for them to type everything out, um, so they spend less time with patients. Mm-hmm. Which again, what's the alternative they misdiagnose people, you know, yeah. people get the wrong prescriptions, which is not great, but you also want doctors in rooms helping patients, not, you know, one finger typing on the computer. Oh, entirely. Huh. So. No, those are all good points. I was like, Fair yes, much. but also like, what's, you know, what's the alternative? Are we just supposed to live in a intentionally inefficient world or? Yeah. He just, it was interesting. This is kind of another he described efficiency as value. I was, yeah, I mean, think about Amazon. Why are they so valuable? Because they can two-day shipping. Because they're so efficient. Same-day shipping. Sa- yes, some, <laughs> some items, same-day shipping. That's literally why they're so valuable. It's crazy. Netflix. I, I don't even know if they're profitable. They're, uh, but they're, I don't believe they are. But they're valuable. I do not think Netflix Netflix has big money. Because people want movies on demand and TV shows on demand. How crazy is that? that That's ne- nuts. Netflix for so long. You can have a business that doesn't make money, but still is valuable and exists. He uh, brought that up too. Yeah. I, I think it was, maybe it was Netflix, how yeah. it's not, not profitable. Uh, I know see. for a long while they weren't. They were not. Yeah. And he said, it's crazy that companies operate in the red they turn public and then their owners are are stock you know stakeholders become billionaires yeah for a profit for a company that is constantly losing money i was like wow what a paradox that is that is a paradox it really is um yeah we also saw uh i saw this, so, to, as of today, it is Thursday, December 12th, and uh, recently, uh, Greta, Greta, Greta Thunberg had, uh, has, has been named Time Person of the Year, and uh, I guess uh, good old Donnie T wasn't too, uh, wasn't too <laughs> thrilled about that. Yeah, was not. Did you? I take it obviously. Oh, we talked. We about were the looking tweet earlier this, this year on, or uh-huh. earlier today on Twitter. Yeah, I don't know, man. I thought it was. I thought it was. Kind of, I thought it was kind of comical. Uh, I mean, I don't think he should have tweeted at a sixteen-year-old. So that's where I was going to take that. Don't think he should have tweeted at a sixteen-year-old. But on the other hand, she and her parents they have. Put her in the public eye. Uh, they so they absolutely have, um, and and I feel like that kind of comes with the territory. It of does being a public figure. It does. Um, honestly, no matter <clears throat> I can't say no matter how old you are, but if you are a public figure like that, there are certainly um, certain pressures and exposure. Mm-hmm. That's the crazy thing about Twitter is you can send a tweet to me that could say, like, I think you're ugly, and I'm just like, all right, like, I'm a random person. <laughs> or you could send that to, like, LeBron James or, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Jack, like, the CEO of Twitter or Donald Trump. You could send, like, any any thought that comes into your brain. Mean tweets. Yeah. yeah. Mean, just random people. So you can send tweets, yeah. whatever thought in your brain to the FBI yeah. To <clears throat> Donald Trump, to dude, anybody, and that is why, tw- I that's why I love Twitter. No, I is I that agree. the interact on no other platform can you interact with such influential people. Yeah, I was scrolling. I was scrolling through the comments, um, just to see what people were saying, and it is people are people are just tweeting at Donald Trump, tweeting at Greta, and just like. Oh, so, yeah, some of their mentions sometimes have nothing to do yeah. with anything. No, no, um, but yeah, I, I I disagree with I disagree with the way Donald Trump went about that. But uh, 
like I said, her her family has chosen to put her out in the in the spotlight. So. Did, did you see she updated her? That that was a that was pretty funny, dude. That was awesome. I appreciated that. I appreciated that. Um, that is interesting. There's not really like a a, a standard, you know, for. Um, children like celebrities. No, you know what I mean. Like you no. said, she she's absolutely a public figure. She's times like person of the year. Like yeah. she has millions of followers on Twitter and more on yep. you know millions or thousands of more on Instagram. Yeah, I mean, but when I think about it, though, like. If you're Time Person of the if, if if Time Magazine goes out of their way to make you Person of the Year, I think you should be openly criticized completely. <laughs> I really do. Also, I thought this was brilliant. I saw someone uh, someone say that it was something like millions of trees are destroyed every year to make magazines, yet they put a climate activist on the cover of a magazine. Yeah, I just thought there was a little. Uh, Little nudge there. Irony. Irony, yeah. A little irony. A little irony. So I don't know. I uh Nobody knows. Pretty sure Time magazine also had Talking about the women's soccer team. No, I did see that. I wonder how many magazines um, I was going to say are printed. If every I, year. I mean, I'm sure that... Well, just in comparison to the, the decline of newspapers, I'm sure it's... I, I'm sure it's comparable. Yeah. I'm reading, I'm reading the headline here. It says... Adolf Hitler, Man of the Year, 1938. Time Magazine. Rebuilding Germany. And then some other stuff happened that... Then a lot happened. Was a little bit more about... (laughs) A little bit less about rebuilding Germany, a little more about... Yeah, so let's just just say... I don't think you can argue that Time Magazine is uh, just kind of jumping on the trends. Winners and losers, you know. <laughs> they can't be right you're, you're, all the time. So, so, sometimes the hot ticket item doesn't work out. Let's just say Time Magazine is sort of like, uh, sort of like a certain cologne. It works sixty percent of the time, all the time. Sex Panther. Sex Panther. <laughs> time Magazine. The uh, yeah, Sex Panther. That's magazine. a that's a freezing cold take. Yeah, but yes. anyway, we'll move on from that because I'm sure. That's gonna be beat to death in the in the next month. Yeah, give it five minutes. Yeah, exactly. Okay, um, Kyle, Eric, how would you feel about getting high in space? Um, pretty well. <laughs> I think it would freak me out. <laughs> Being in space would freak me out. Yes, might calm you down actually. It, it might. It might. <laughs> it very much so. Might. Um. Well, it, uh, it would seem that, um, so actually, I guess, I guess I, I didn't, I should say I knew this, but I don't think about it every day. SpaceX, like, just sends stuff to the ISS, like, every so often. Yeah, so that's another thing when I was reading through the article, it said SpaceX, and I was like, oh, SpaceX, and I was like, I guess they do that. That's a thing. Yeah. They're just launching stuff up there, like, resupply missions. Um, so yeah, uh, this article from our good friends over at Futurism, um, the SpaceX Dragon capsule docked with the International Space Station, hauling up three tons of cargo. This was on Sunday. Um, so their next resupply mission is scheduled for March and, um, three tons of cargo and their next scheduled mission is in... Three months. Three months. Yeah. <laughs> that is insane. Is it? Um, they might have some precious cargo going up in March. Um, so, 
Front Range Biosciences announced plans to send cannabis to the ISS. Um, they claim they are not getting astronauts high, but instead they're sending up hemp with low levels of THC, and they're basically studying how the effects in space like alter the compounds of the hemp. Right, so they're sending it back down yes, to, 30 Earth, days. to Earth um, and seeing the effects uh, that space, uh, basically radiation has on, yeah. on the planet. Rather interesting. It says there is science to support the theory that plants in space experience mutations. Yeah. Front range CEO, Jonathan Bott. So I guess if you if you can study that plants experience gene yeah. mutations, like it's extremely possible that we're getting there. <laughs> that humans <Eric> continue. <laughs> <laughs> that humans can experience gene mutations. Huh. Hmm. Huh. Interesting. You know, I think this dovetails right in right in perfectly to our our next article as well. It does. Um, in our lifetime. Do you think that we will have a space baby? A baby born in space. Does yep. it have to be conceived in space? Oh, good question. Like space sex. Oh, God. Um, I want to say yes, but I feel like a baby born in space is its own thing. Mm-hmm. But I will say, I bet there are some functional things that go on like in the womb so you know some developmental things that might be different in yeah space. it was like zero gravity have a f- have an effect on the baby in the womb wow i had never thought about that me neither well you always see in uh, yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of uh there's it, a lot of stuff to unpack with that question i feel like not having any gravity would I don't know what it is. I'm trying to think of something. Well, I think it's the, the like, the... Because I know when uh, when astronauts who have been up there for, like, 9 to 12 months, when they come down, they, like, they can't walk. Mm-hmm. Or they have trouble because oh, right. they have to adjust to the gravity pushing down. And, I th- and I'm pretty sure I've read that they, they've lost... They've done tests and that they've lost, like, bone density. Mm-hmm. So, on a developing child in the womb, I don't know how that would work. Because your bones are literally developing being formed, and yeah. being <laughs> formed inside of your mother's <laughs> your mother's stomach. Or a uterus. <laughs> right, <laughs> right in the stomach. <laughs> right in the gastrointestinal <laughs> tract. Um, have you seen Wally? You know how they're up there, and then it shows how people get larger and their bones get smaller, and they're yeah. on those like flying crafts. I wonder if that. I wonder how um, realistic that that science would be, yeah. just because it is less gravity. Also, when you said people astronauts had a hard time walking, yeah. Do you imagine coming back on Earth and just feeling? literally the weight of the world of the gravity i bet you feel like you're being crushed yeah, you probably are man you're just like you're probably just like exhausted you lay time. down and you try to get up and you're like i can't do it you just can't you're like <laughs> stuck he has like eight gravity blankets on you um no yeah i did i guarantee you that's how they feel um what i was gonna say though is in a lot of the sci-fi movies, you see, um, excuse me, you see artificial gravity, uh, like in 2001 A Space Odyssey, uh-huh. they have a, they have like a, uh, a part of the spaceship that they live in that it creates, it creates gravity by spinning. Okay. So, I don't know the physics to that, but somehow, <laughs> somehow the spinning, it's like the centrifugal force that mm-hmm. keeps you mounted. Right. I, you'd explain it, I just wouldn't, I wouldn't understand. Yeah, it. yeah, <laughs> we, we both don't understand, honestly. <laughs> um, and, but the, anyway, I, my point is, I wonder where they are in the progression of artificial gravity, uh-huh. as far as the ISS is concerned. I don't know. 
that'd be interesting. But that would possibly solve the problem of having a baby in space and right. some at, of the health conditions. At least, like, I wonder, I'm sure there's a point, like a percentage point of gravity where it becomes um, harmful. Yeah. You know, definitely. like, like what, what range of gravity? Yeah. I imagine that's quite a high level problem. No, for that sure. involve a lot of different areas of science. Oh yeah, yeah, lots of variables. Um, so yeah, uh, dovetailing into the next article, so we were just so in, we ended talking about the uh, possible genetic mutations on cannabis or hemp. Um, recently, I guess it was a group of scientists. Um, are trying to pull together this bold plan to colonize uh, an exoplanet that they found. Proxima Century Centura B Mm. is the planet um, and it's in another solar system. It is. It is it is our nearest star so Proxima Centauri yeah, Proxima Centauri is the nearest star to our solar system. It's 4.24 light years away. So traveling at the speed of light, it would take you 4.24 years. Can humans travel at the speed of light? No. Oh. That's a dumb question. No. It's, would, would we descend? Well, I don't think it's physically... According to Einstein's theory of relativity, I don't think it's... We don't think it's physically possible to travel at the speed of light. Like, you're telling me you couldn't have a big enough explosion. Well, one, we don't have the, uh, we don't have the fuel source to travel that fast. But yeah, we don't, I don't think it's physically possible. I guess if there was a big enough explosion to create something like that, it'd probably kill us as well. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Well, it takes like, so if, if the, I think it takes like eight minutes for sun yeah, to reach just Earth. about it's just about seven and the a half. photons. Yeah, yeah, to reach Earth, that's what they say. Um. So yeah. Um, they say it would take like a thousand years, according to the article. I took physics my freshman year in high school, which is really cool. Your freshman year. Yeah, no, I was wow. a really smart yeah, kid. You yeah, you brilliant child. Um, what happened? Thank you. Yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> Concussion. <laughs> uh. Um and. I'm really grateful I did because I have like some base understanding yeah. of this and um, if you went at this if you traveled at the speed of light <sighs> okay and made a U-turn okay you would you'd be able to see yourself going <laughs> into into the turn how crazy is that Damn, right because so you, you'd pass the speed of light yeah so then you would be invisible yeah. essentially and then if you whipped a Yui, came back around, at a point you would pass yourself. Wow. But only, um, obviously it physically wouldn't be you, but it would be the image of yourself. Because you're just going so fast. Right. Damn. Yeah, I mean, that's that's pretty mind-boggling. That's like, I mean, that star is so far away, it would take years to get there. Traveling at the speed of light. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Which is impossible. Which, yes, is impossible. Whew. So, having said that, um, <laughs> this trip would take somewhere around a thousand years. Um, just for reference, the speed <coughs> of light... Are you ready for this? Yes. 299,792,000. Uh-huh. 458 meters per second. Um, For you mile per hour people. Yes. That is 186,282 miles an hour. 186,000 miles an hour. I mean, yeah, the human body cannot... Cannot physically sustain that. 
you'd you would probably just like break apart. I think I think you'd disintegrate. Yeah. I don't think our cells would. We wouldn't. We can't go that fast. No. No. Wow. If you could travel at the speed of light, you could go around the Earth seven and a half times uh-huh. in one second. <laughs> that's, I mean, yeah, dude, that's wild. I can't even comprehend that. That's like when someone says like a trillion dollars. Like, what the hell does that mean? Um, I misspoke. Okay. So the speed of light... Um, is actually 760 million miles an hour. 760. Oh, 670, excuse me. 670 million miles an hour. 670 million miles an hour. Uh-huh, the, the figure, the 168 miles is how many uh, miles you would move per second. Oh, okay. So I if see. you're traveling that fast, you would move... 186,000 miles per second. Again, I mean, I mean, can't yeah, move that still, fast. Still insane. Still insane no matter what you have. Really, when you get to that number, it's kind of just like... Yeah, that's crazy. So yeah, not only is that an issue, uh, how could our body sustain that, but um, scientists are still ill-advised, or they are... They are not advising the trip to Mars because they haven't figured out an effective way to shield astronauts from deadly cosmic radiation. And the medical issues, as we previously brought up with having a baby in space, uh, having a baby in space <clears throat> that is caused by spending time in space. Uh, zero gravity. No gravity on the body. Mm-hmm. So, And that is... Only assuming that the exoplanet will be habitable once we get there. So, we have no way of telling. Right, there's no way of actually knowing. Correct. Um, I wonder, besides bone density, what other uh, physical adaptations humans would have to a lower Mm. or higher gravity threshold. Well, let's see, for higher gravity... Do you think it would be shorter? Possibly. Possibly. Shorter and, like, have thicker bones. Mm-hmm. And if it was lower gravity, we'd have to be lighter, right? You could jump higher. Exactly. Higher hoops and then yeah. day. Just, like, 80-foot hoops. Bump, the, bump those things up. Damn. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. Uh, it would be extreme. Very extreme, yeah. <laughs> it, would, it would be extreme. <laughs> yeah, like sports. So imagine like a, imagine like a society on another planet. Like their sports. They'd, it'd have to change. Be complete. Like we can't even fathom what that would look like. If they are even, if they are evolutionized to the point of playing sports. Sports is a fairly new. 120 Le- years? Leisure activity. Leisure activity, yeah. Things we didn't have not so long ago. Yeah. Leisure no. time at all. Yeah, not leisure time. We're trying to trying to survive. If, I guess the ball would have to be heavier. I was going to say yeah, that in would, that would be too. a lighter um, gravitational area, you couldn't have a ball that just like floated... No, it'd have to be... It'd have to be a heavier Heavier, yeah. Yeah. People just hitting, like, mile-long home runs. Right, you know know what I'm saying? Like... (laughs) It is funny, though, that our... If you could just... uh, The ball was lighter, you could just kick it, like... Yeah. Like you said, like, you could hit a home run, like, a mile long. Yeah. It's ridiculous. (laughs) Be pretty badass. Throw that football. Throw that football a quarter mile. You could actually throw a football a quarter mile. You could actually, you could actually throw a football it? over that mount- over those mountains. You see those mountains? See that mountain over there? Is it Uncle Rico? Uncle Rico. Uncle Rico. Man, what a movie. Um, well, sweet. Um, if you don't mind, I have a couple um, 
Christmas tales mm. of ghosts. I'm excited. Yes. Haunt my Christmas. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you might. Some people might be familiar with the um, with the German uh, folklore of Krampus. Uh, yeah, the Krampus. Um, there yeah. was a movie not so long. There was. Ago. That's right. Did um, you see the movie? I've not seen the movie, okay. but I kind of want to watch it. Um, yeah. A little scary. A little Christmas scary. So. Oh, dude, the Krampus is very scary. Yeah, Krampus is uh, definitely a little frightening. I'm on the old Google images, and yeah, I'm kind of regretful. <laughs> yeah, so it's a uh, it's a very large being with like horns. Sort of looks like a, what you would think of like a devil. I was gonna say, it looks like the devil. Yeah, it looks like the complete opposite of Santa. You would not want to sit on its lap. Nor ask it for presents. So, just a heads up there. Um, oh my god. I'm on Wikipedia right now. Under the appearance section of the Krampus. Oh, wow. And it says, a 1900s greeting card reading, greeting from the Krampus. And it it looks like it's about to eat the kid. <laughs> no, I think it, I think that and, is like the folklore. Oh, it does? He eats the kids? Yeah, he like, okay. he like eats them. Like, maybe he like boils them and eats them. Oh, Jesus. So... German, I don't know if, I don't know how familiar people are with German folklore, but German folklore is pretty pr- gruesome. Like I mean the fairy tales were designed to frighten children and and adults. And mo- probably adults. Frightens yeah. me right yeah. right here. This adult. <laughs> this guy's right scared. Now. Um, oh my god, he does. Transport <clears throat> evil children back to hell. Drowns them eating or transported to hell. Damn. That is intense. Some bad children. Don't like that. <laughs> so, um, having said that, um, I'm not specifically going to talk about Krampus, but I just wanted to point out that there are um, some frightening elements around the world to uh, Christmas. It's not all, uh, it's not all sleigh and reindeer and gingerbread cookies. Bowl full of jelly. Yeah. Uh, I mean, while I'm on the topic, Santa Claus, uh, even though he does travel around the whole world and give presents to every child, the fact of a bearded man coming down your chimney at night is a bit frightening. Even though he does leave presents... It can be. And we all know he does leave presents. Uh, having a bearded man come down your chimney is not the most enjoyable thought in the world. We don't have a chimney, so we don't have to deal with that. Oh, very nice. I, I make sure I keep the back door unlocked. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Um, but not only are there... Um, not only are there... Krampus and other folklore, but um, I found a couple accounts of uh, of ghosts that appear during Christmas time. So this one comes from a road in England in uh, Marden, Kent, called Hawkehurst Road. Um, the account says it is just like any other road in the area, but on one Christmas Eve in the 18th century, a notorious highwayman by the name of Gilbert stopped a horse-drawn carriage carrying a man and his daughter, and according to the tale, the bandit had the daughter step out of the carriage, and before he could get to the father, the horses were spooked, and they bolted away, ran away into the night, with the man still in the carriage, leaving the daughter alone with the murderous madman of a thief. Um, however, the girl was prepared, and she pulled out a knife and killed the man. Let's go. Yeah. So she killed the man. She escaped. Um, she escaped into the woods, and the criminal was left bleeding, and he died. So sometime later, um, the man came back to get his daughter. Um, legend has it, though, that they found the daughter cowering amongst the moon-frosted trees and supposedly stark, raving, insane. 
Locals say that not only does the tall, shadowy form of the highwayman still stalk the road, but also on every Christmas Eve, that fateful night plays out again and again as if on some sort of a loop. Mm. Mm. Uh, eh. But I don't want to go there. The, yeah. The fact that it's just like repeated like yeah. over and over to a point where it is that that's the that's the whole thing is it's like it's in it's inhuman to do something just over and over again so repeated yeah. without I guess that's the point. Yeah, just like any uh any end game. Uh-huh. There's no or, there's no end game. Right. That's yeah. at least part to me that's what would make it super scary. Yes. Entirely. No, I'm and the fact that it's on like a like a desolate road, kind of in the middle of nowhere. The old back road. The old back road, exactly. Um, <clears throat> so this next one comes from um, the area of Kent as well. And it concerns the historical, I believe it's pronounced uh, Hever, H-E-V-E-R castle. It located in the village of uh, Hever, Kent. Uh, so it was originally bro- uh, it was originally built around twelve seventy, and it's a, it's this country house surrounded by a moat, very English. Um, say that is <laughs> extremely English, British, I should say. Um, from between so uh, from between the years of fourteen sixty two and fifteen thirty nine, it was the seat of the powerful Bolin family who later became the Bolins I was gonna say that of is... uh, of British royalty if you will Anne Bolin Anne Bolin exactly probably the most famous yes so the original owner of the house Henry Bolin uh, had a son named Thomas who changed his name to Thomas Bolin and ended up marrying Elizabeth Howard the daughter of the Duke of Norfolk I'm just, there's a lot of British history behind this one, mm-hmm. and I find it interesting, so I'm just going to go through the lineage. So, those two had a daughter named Anne Boleyn, who would go on to create a scandal of, uh, of British royalty. Um, and the story concerns Anne. Um, so, Anne's sister, Mary, infamously had an affair with King Henry VIII, who was married to Catherine of Aragon. Um, by all historic accounts, the king was unhappy in his marriage to Catherine, and we all know that he was, uh, he was probably sleeping around quite a bit as well. Um, so he, um, he became bored with Mary, and he chose to pursue Anne, who proved to be hard to get. Uh, um, classic. The old runaround. <laughs> um, yeah, apparently King Henry VIII uh, was obsessed with Anne. He wrote her, or he I should say he sent her dozens of late night texts. <laughs> late night, are you up texts. <laughs> um, they just took a while to get there. Uh, a little snail mail. Um, so Anne was given the title, uh, she was given a royal title, uh, even though they were not officially uh, a thing long story short um Anne gave in to his late night texts and she became they became married in 1533 she became queen um she was not liked at the time and uh the whole thing was uh so it was was outrage it was a major scandal yeah Yeah. it was a ton of outrage and this uh ended up severing or King Henry VIII ended up severing his relationship between England and the Catholic Church um loved ones <laughs> well that's debatable <laughs> in this in this uh, story uh so um the two had uh the two had their children um Elizabeth and continued to defy all those who wanted to see them separated and who called her coronation an abomination. Um, however, Henry was also sending late night texts uh, to multiple other females huh. and women. And to make matters worse, there were rumors that Anne was also sleeping around. 
um, including a story of incest with her brother. Yes. Yeah. So, to make a long story short, she uh, Anne was arrested, charged with treasonous adultery, and beheaded at the Tower of London. So, the castle that I mentioned earlier would be passed around to different owners, including a famous uh, William Waldorf Astor um, in 1903, and finally becoming property of Broadland Properties Limited, who have put it on public display. Now, according to uh, a book, Haunted Castles of Britain and Ireland, every Christmas Eve on the bridge... um, that spans over, or I should say, <clears throat> every Christmas Eve upon the bridge on the property that spans the River Eden, slowly floating towards the castle, um, a specter of Anne is seen, maybe trying to come home from her wherever she, uh, wherever she went to. So, damn, yeah, little famous ghost, little famous ghost, exactly, um, and yeah. I just thought those were two cool stories. And I love British history, so. So, uh, certainly, um, it's crazy how many, like, TV series and, like, documentaries and miniseries are about that whole... That whole saga. Yeah, very true. I watched an interesting, uh, movie about, uh, the end of Shakespeare's life. Yeah, so after, um... So I didn't know this, um, but uh, during his last play, a cannon misfired, a prop cannon, and burnt down his entire like set and theater, uh-huh. obviously because it was all made out of wood, <clears throat> and that was like the end. Uh, that's like how he ended his career. But this story, or this movie, was about him going back to his home and like dealing with his family life and, like, his daughters and his wife and all that. But it was really interesting. Wow. Yeah. So. But there's also speculation that he didn't actually write his plays. I was going to say. <clears throat> there's... Yes. I, uh... There is, uh... There is a conspiracy. So, during... I think it was, like, an SAT prep thing. Mm-hmm. I... That was one of the, um... Oh, Our, one of the little one blurbs. of like the excerpts yeah. that I That's read, and I was just like, "Is this real? Like, wow. is this made up for this?" Or yeah, people think that uh, Sir Francis Bacon. Um, yeah, that's right. I was like, "This is really interesting." Yeah. Also, the last name Bacon. Pretty cool. Pretty sick. I'd be I'd be Mr. Bacon. <laughs> I'm Mr. Bacon this second. Um, but yeah, people think that he. <laughs> Didn't even know how to, like, read or write, and that his work, because it was, some of it, controversial, um, that he was kind of just the middleman. That's wild. He was just the front guy. Man. I guess we'll never know. No. I just feel like it's so tough to, like, analyze all those old texts as well, and determine, like... Because I imagine they look at, like, writing style and, like, mm-hmm. how they, all that analytics on, like, writing, like, how people, different handwriting and all that. Not to shock you. Yeah. Um, between 1564 and 1666, Shakespeare's Life, not so great records. Ah. Yeah. Subpar. Below today's standard, <laughs> if you will. Um, so, I think there's a little um, disparity, you know? Yeah. Some holes, if For you sure. will. For sure. So, like you said, we'll probably never know. Probably never know. Um, do you remember that story we did a while back about... The woman who wrote a book concerning the uh, black people in like medieval English courts and yeah. like in they society. They were esteemed individuals. <clears throat> yeah, one guy was like a trumpeter and he made like three times the salary of like a servant. Uh-huh. 
um, I, I, when I was reading this article, that spurred my thought, and I went back and looked uh, about, like, her book. And, uh, yeah, it was crazy. Um, they, they, this article, like, talks about, um, yeah, the trumpeteer guy, uh, this guy named Jacques Francis was a salvage diver. He was an expert swimmer and diver hired to salvage guns from the wreck of the Mary Rose in 1546. Um, when his Venetian master was accused of theft in Southampton, Francis became the first known African to give evidence in an English court of law. Hmm. There you um, go. So yeah, there there was uh, a silk weaver, uh, a merchant, and prince. Um, it says his name was... I'm going to butcher this. It was uh, Dideri Jacquois. He was a merchant and prince. Jacquois was a son of King Kadibia, ruler of a kingdom in modern Liberia. He arrived in England in 1610 and was baptized in London on New Year's Day. And he spent two years in England with a leading merchant. So, They have a Shakespeare's birthday in here, too, when he was baptized. Not his actual uh, oh, really? birthday. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, little trivia for you. Um, Shakespeare married at eighteen. His bride's name, Anne Hathaway. No way. Was it really? Yep. <laughs> oh wow, that's hilarious. He's. I thought it was. I thought it was a joke. Clicked on the thing. Anne Hathaway. Anne Hathaway. In parentheses, wife of Shakespeare. Damn. For the actress, see that has another link to Anne Hathaway, the actress. Wow, that's hilarious. Um, I will end on this um, just because uh, I think it's hilarious, but also in the uh, societal context of medieval um, England, I think it's uh, <laughs> I think it's unsurprising. The silk weaver, his name, reasonable black man. <laughs> no. What? I swear on my life, reasonable black men. Dude, that's like that's like when Like you're not even trying at that point. Just call him John or just, something. Like it's just like, give him a name. And when you call like tech support and they send you to India and you know his name's not John and they, they say it they're like, Oh yeah. hello, I'm John with AT and T. Yeah. Like, just didn't come even on. That, that that's get that gets a an, an F. For effort. I read that and just shook my head. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. You could have you just shortened it. <laughs> yeah, just just do anything but that. So, that was a good, good, little, <laughs> good little tidbit to end on. Um, <laughs> if you didn't know who I am. <laughs> yeah, that's my name. Reasonable. Well, at least he's probably reasonable. He's worst reasonable things. Yeah, worst things to be. Worst things to be named. Definitely. Uh man um closing thoughts yeah closing thoughts um it's good to be back um realize space really freaks me out um yeah when you really think about it it's pretty pretty scary pretty scary because when i was reading the article and then said no it's not about being um high in space i was just like man being in space is scary enough let alone like just period yeah like you, you were saying, there is just a, a a sheet of metal between you and airlock. So, talk about a low margin of error. I couldn't imagine the thrill. You're locked oh, in. You get strapped in. Someone closes <laughs> the door, and then just like I'm sure, it just like decompresses. <laughs> you're just looking straight up. You're just like, oh, here we go. I bet you're excited, but you are also just so freaking nervous. Also, you're just pinned to your seat for oh, however long it takes move. you to break the can't atmosphere. Move. I bet even if you started yelling, like, get me out. You probably can't even open your mouth, honestly. I don't know. I, I, I'm I not sure if there's a, there's a greater thrill. Yeah, probably not. Than being blasted literally off the planet. Yeah. God, that's awesome. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm with you, 100%. Cool. Anyway. Yeah. Do you have any closing thoughts? Um, no, it's good to have you back, man. Good to have you back. 
We'll, uh... Another closing thought? Yeah. Don't like... Whatever... Are we in daylight savings or not? Whatever it is... I know. I'm, I'm struggling. I've already really looked it up. I believe it's March 10th is when the clocks Sounds change. Sounds about right, yeah. Um, I'll be excited when we get more sunlight. The, uh... Tennessee being on central time, the sun just goes down. Because we are at the very front end. Mm-hmm. The sun just goes down so early. Yeah, if you drive like an hour east, like an hour and a half east, because Chattanooga is like right on. Oh, you'll get on right eastern the border. Time. You'll yeah, get on yeah. eastern time. Oh, it's like two and a half hours. So Tennessee's in the last like two hours of. It's the last major city. To not be on eastern. Yeah. 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 Um, and so we get less sunlight than no I doubt. think most. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I could honestly see as Nashville continues to grow, switching to New York Eastern Time. Well, so there, there's petitions every year. Um, oh really? To 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 get rid of daylight savings or to put us on Eastern Time. Um, I don't know how seriously those are taken. I can't yeah. imagine very serious since it's brought up like every year. Yeah. But um, all it takes is one time, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, I, I struggle most at night. I find myself wanting to go to bed at like 8. Well, so because it's been dark for like three and a half hours. It, so it gets dark before 5 o'clock. It's, it starts getting dark around like 4.30, 4.45. Yeah. And now it's it's 9.15. It's been dark for, I mean, 4.45, 5.45, 6.45, 7.45, 8.45, You know, yeah. it's, it's been it's dark for five, five hours. hours. I know. Damn <laughs> it sucks. <laughs> it does suck. Uh, but summer's summer's better. Summer's great. Love also summer. hot as shit. <laughs> really hot. Really hot. Uh, well, cool. Uh, good to have you back, bud. Um, we I actually have uh, someone coming in tomorrow. Um, a girl mm-hmm. I met who um, is gonna. Sh- she claims that she can uh, communicate with uh, like the dead. Oh. Yeah, a little psychic action. Do I know her? Uh, you don't. But you're welcome to sit in and be part of it. Uh, I'll go to Chris's uh, yeah. party tomorrow. Oh, that's right, you do. Damn. Party guy. Party guy. Huge party guy. What's up? I got Chris's party on Saturday. Not my own. No. Someone invited me. Humble brag. Humble Get brag. invited to Chris's parties. Invited to the parties. You know, that's really how I... Big party guy. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm known for. I'm, I'm just known for all the parties. Um... Yeah, so tomorrow will be our last episode before Christmas and New Year's, so um, everyone have a great uh, New Year's. Merry Ooh. Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Hanukkah's late this year. Is it really? Yeah. So after Christmas? I think it's just before Christmas. Just before Christmas. Nice. Hanukkah's usually in, in yeah, it's usually like, yeah, before. December. You know, honestly, that'd be kind of cool to have Hanukkah and then everyone celebrates Christmas, so you get Christmas off. So I again, I thought I thought about this too because I, I kind of want to be Jewish now. Jewish friends and yeah. they, um, he was traveling to South Africa to visit his friend. I think do some sightseeing because he just has time off. He's got to, time off, yeah. Yeah, and so I mean, Hanukkah is not even in the Jewish religion, not even that major of a. Holiday. Yeah, they have, was it like Yom Kippur? Mm-hmm. It's probably more. Um, Passover. Passover, yeah. It's huge. Um, it's more of a minor holiday, and yeah. so it's like, like you said, just vacation time to go <laughs> do stuff. That's awesome. I saw that today, I was like, damn, yeah. that would be kind of cool. Just have like a two week. That would be. Break. Just break, yeah. Just I mean, winter, it's literally, but like, yeah. You know. Cool. Well, let me tell you guys where you can find us. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. You can find us on World We Live Pod on Twitter. You can email us at World We Live in Podcast at gmail.com. Um, those are the two best ways. We are on iTunes, um, Stitcher, Google Play. Um, I just checked out our Spotify and it hasn't been updating, so I need, I need to do that tomorrow. Okay. Um, but yeah. Find this iTunes is the easiest. Uh, that's where I listen to all my podcasts. But um, you're not. Oh, I guess I am too. The podcast app. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Apple Podcasts, I think, is what it's referred to. So yeah, um, everyone have a great time. Be safe out there during the holidays. Lots of travel. 
Um, and yeah, stay weird. And we will catch you next time.